this week on the Cars Unfiltered podcast, Sal and myself reach an impasse. Okay, no, so car and driver. No, no, no. Revealed. Stop, stop. Yep. stop. No, wait, no, wait, watch this, watch this. And Mike sings bass. I think you should sing bass in the choir, but mostly because most, uh, most choir music doesn't have like a baritone section. And now, the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cars Unfiltered podcast, season three, episode eight. It's December 6th as we're recording this, and it will be, what, December 10th or 11th when we release it? Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. So, happy holidays, everybody. Um, we didn't record last week because uh, I think everybody was either like out of town or sick. So, yeah, we're back, though. And I'm like 95% good. All right. That's good to hear. Yeah. Not 100, but 95. So, um, but yeah, so it's, let me see. It's been a while, so I'm kind of rusty, but we have Sal here. Hey, what's going on? Hey. That was, that was interesting. It was just, yeah, it was it was whatever. We talked about this on one of the other ones. There's yeah, the, no I think the last episode, yeah, we talked about just skipping the intro, so. In any case, okay. Mike's here too, so, but you yeah. can hear about the booming baritone, baritone bass over there. I don't even know what category it falls into. It'd be like a bass type thing. I don't know. Weren't you a crooner? You know these things? I did used to sing bass in the choir. Well, but mostly go. because most uh, most choir music doesn't have like a baritone section. Ah, gotcha. Mm. I guess that's the a four brass. Majors, you know? uh. yeah. Yeah. And my name is Tom. And that that go. one's probably a worthy introduction because uh, I don't know how many people remember that Tom was on this. <laughs> Just kidding. It's true. Just kidding. No, it's so. true. It's true. And I'm extremely forgettable, <laughs> as Mike can tell you stories about in general. So, like, oh, Tom, I would yeah. never forget. No, I know you would. Not at this point, you wouldn't. But I'm just saying, you've heard my stories about for being forgotten. Oh, oh, yeah. Unless you've forgotten the stories, which would be very meta and give me um, a new story. Yeah, Tom. let's let's get out of that and let's talk about something <laughs> serious. Let's talk about some layoffs. Man, waited. I know. Way to just bring it right down. Says a guy that sent OMG or whatever it was when someone else said Ford might have layoffs. I think I think you were the most personally affected by all this, Tom. Which is kind of funny because Tom? did I did I say that? I'm gonna go back and look. What? When you posted the link about Ford about the Ford potential layoffs, which may or may not be according to the article in Europe, right? And it has nothing. No one's announced anything. But well, actually, so you sent you sent the very uh, sky is falling message. Yeah, I probably like a WTF moment. So so actually, um, it's funny because Ford has responded to this and they have basically rebutted this. Uh, so what it is, is JP Morgan Chase or mm-hmm. yeah, I guess their analysts have decided to that um, they made a prediction that Ford is going to have layoffs of like 25,000 people mm-hmm. um oh, which yeah I is found actually it. Said, holy shit oh there it is yeah. yeah um so interestingly enough though i just like to point out like just for you know times in history um back in june 2017 uh there was a a basically another announcement an, uh, another announcement uh that ford was going to lay off 20,000 people and it was wildly inaccurate so it's just, I don't know if it's like a seasonal thing, you know, but I, well, know, I mean, I mean, it's the effort to try and stay as our new CEO likes to say fit. That's if it's true. Right. Oh, yeah. But in any case, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, personally, I think it's more of a, I mean, Ford already announced they're doing a restructuring, you know, the dude probably like looked and he's like, oh, there's 45,000 people working in Europe. So if they cut one third, it's going to be 15,000 people. Laid well, we off. just had a pretty big, uh, um, it wasn't that much, was it? Retirement program that went yeah, through. Yeah, but I don't think it was yeah. that I have much. A, I have a relative and he said yeah, a bunch of people. Um, yeah, like the, the early buyout. Yeah, the early buyout. Yeah, package, but I don't yeah. think it'd be anywhere touching ten thousand people. Oh, probably not. No, and but I don't know. 20... I don't. Yeah, I don't know who's uh, what groups it's affected. But well, and this is an estimate of twenty five thousand people. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's basically, he's saying they're closing it, which is a bold strategy. But well, so to bring this around to GM, right? They're they've announced fifteen thousand layoffs. Yeah. Right. Which, along with that, is five plants they're closing. Mm-hmm. So, wow. well, 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 they're actually because we talked about this, the semantics. They're, oh, yeah, uh, they're unallocating. Yeah, them. right. And unallocating. Yeah, that's the word they used in the the contract or to get around the contract. Um, but yeah, it's five plants that they're announcing uh, unallocation of, right? Which is a significant amount. You know what I'm saying? Which, yeah. which for you non-industry people that may not understand, and I'm not trying to belittle anyone, but I probably wouldn't know this. The distinction between closing and unallocation, unallocation means they don't have any new product planned to replace the product that's leaving. Right? Which is also different than idled. Idled goes closer to closing, but idled means yeah. that there's still like skeleton yeah. crew so, and the possibility. So of unallocation removing. basically says all it's saying is they don't have a plan to produce anything. Right, they're not closing it. They're not selling it. They just have, don't have a plan to producing it. And why that's important is next year is a contract year. Right. Right. So, so technically, announcing this outside of the contract violates the union agreement. But by using the word unallocated, they're hoping they can get around it with a technical loophole. Did Did you see that? I didn't see this update. So I saw, you know, they like kind of it was interesting because they're going to stop production of like the CT6, the Cadillac CT6, the Impala. A apparently they still build like 2017 pickups. Oh, I would believe and, that. And they're also going to Ram's the, doing that. They're calling it the classic, the Ram classic. Yeah. But they also I didn't realize this. Apparently going they're going to end uh Cruise and Volt I guess the Volt production mm-hmm. is going to Yeah, because it. that's in uh, Detroit Hamtramck Assembly, which is has been announced that that's what they're they're unallocating there, right, to close that. And it's caused a whole hullabaloo because that was that plant was built apparently in the 80s, um, and they demolished Pole Town, which was uh, a Polish mm. community, right, south of Hamtramck there, um, to make way for this plant, and they used the, they used eminent domain and a whole bunch of shit, right? City of Detroit did, and then gave it to GM. So, yeah, there's some bad feelings about that. Wow, that's interesting. But yeah, they're they're discontinuing a ton of models. Like it's and they're discontinuing the CT6, but they're going to continue to build the CT6V, which I find to be interesting. Uh, well, which uh, one would you the buy? V, the V Sport, oh, yeah. not the V. Yeah. What? It's a V Sport, isn't it? Not a V. This, I'm sorry, but what's the difference? <laughs> so a V Sport is a small tune and a very small package. It's not a rework. Suspension doesn't get changed, anything like that. There's a whole article about this, Tom, about the distinction between a V and a V Sport. The same way, I'm sure you're one of those guys that looks at someone with like a 313M and you're like, oh, he has an M3. 
Nay, nay, my friend. That is an M package, not an M. <laughs> Just like a V and a V Sport are not the same. Uh, yeah. I mean, I you're you're not wrong on the BM. Like, it's <laughs> me the same thing the as a BMW. Okay, but like sport is like like you'd expect like okay I get a CT6 sport or I'm gonna get a you know whatever you don't have like oh like that's like saying uh I'm gonna get it's like a, saying an M3 or a 313M no it's it's like re- inverted from that right because you know I, like from a 313M like there's no like no like no. M cars are always you, like you, single digits you've yeah, you know that as a car person, but I can't tell you how many people say he has an M and I walk up and they have like a, a 245M and I'm like, that's not an M. And they're like, it has an M badge on it. It's I also like it's how you're not actually like saying the right BMW numbers. Right, like, right. Because like, it's just, because who knows? <laughs> who knows these days? But yeah, you are, you are an educated consumer, right? Appar- apparently not because I didn't know the V Sport was, a, was different. Yeah, so it, you even so I typed in Cadillac CTS V Sport on the oh, Googles, right? I'm about to. You're, oh, oh, and oh, and guess what? The first article underneath the picture is an overview and that weird thing it does. Is what? What does it say? The Cadillac website. Okay, no. So car and driver. No, no, no. Revealed. Stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! stop. No, wait, watch this! Watch this! Cadillac previously announced a CT6 V Sport model, but has decided to rename it CT6V. Yes. To denote to denote its place in the full bore V lineup. But the the title of the link to Cadillac is Cadillac CTS Sedan Dash V Sport Trim, and it's under a 2019 CTS Trims. It still says CTS V Sport on the Cadillac so, website. So is that the wait? So is that the hot one then, or no? That is the V Sport. <laughs> you guys lost me i have no idea what's going on i am so confused right now because i okay i don't i don't know okay so it looks like what i'd be buying i guess yeah motor trend (laughs) see they're screwing it up they just they renamed it but that's stupid because if they're gonna (laughs) rename it but they're not gonna actually do the things then you're you can't That's, have it both and, ways. And this is how you fool consumers into buying a car that they're used to buying, and you can now make it like for cheaper. it's probably not even going to have the hood no, scoop in it. Probably not. No, this is how people end up buying M3s and M5s because they're like, "What?" and they say, "Screw that, I'm out." The ones that confuse me are like, you get to like a there'd be like a the ones that end in like an I or like a D, and you're like, "What's that thing?" Or, that actually makes perfect sense though, because D is diesel, right? Oh, and like the always, other thing but is like, but like the, the three name okay. decode like, like the, the three. Like what about like the there's like a B forty six or something. That's a platform. That's just like like what's a Fiesta platform called? I, like I had no idea about what is, B forty six. B five one five. That was the old one. Or was it, is it a Focus? It's a B car, but it's like a car. no, no, no. But like the badge on the back of the car on BMW would say like B forty six, and it's a random convertible. E? I don't know what that. E-class. I have no idea. No, what it's that not means. an E-class sedan. It was like a B. It, it's a weird number. It's not an E or an S or like, uh, um, whatever. Like it's not those regular ones. It's specifically. It's like it's always a convertible, 
right? Mm -hmm. And it's always like a weird one-off convertible because it's not oh, like the CI. CI is usually their convertible, yeah, like that or like there was one I swore I saw one with like it wasn't C D E or S, so it was some or G or K or G L K or G L. I mean. Or, Somebody could have bought so like there's the B forty eight in like B in different platforms so they might have just got like something off of eBay, right? A car? Or like no, like a emblem. Like people do that. They got it from a dealer. So you're saying the dealer got that emblem and put it on the car? Maybe. I doubt or it. I don't know. Previous dealer, owner dealer could then charge more I money. No, I doubt it. That's like turning. That's no. like turning back the odometer, man. No. That's no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's used car one hundred and one. Where were you? Well, in any case, I feel like <laughs> yeah, we've, I we've deviated long for the layoffs. The yeah. only point oh, yeah, yeah. I would like to make is that due to your comment of holy shit, um, I think that Mike and I saw this. Everyone should have seen it coming because the, the market was starting to slow down and it has been slowed down for a couple years, right? Even China slowing down. So it's very cyclical. So it's, you know, we were so high for so long that we got to come down a bit. Yeah, you can't continue to grow forever. It's not tech. And tech grows from like we had five people to seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at tech. Tech drove the market down this level. Anyway, that's that's a different show, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. So what? Yeah, so, so what do we got next? Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next topic here. All right. So uh, just a real quick thing that I wanted to bring up that I think is kind of cool. Um, if anybody has Amazon Prime. On Prime, you can watch a series that's happening right now. I think it's released every Friday about Jim Kana and Ken Block and how basically they're doing setting up and trying to prepare for Jim Kana 10. Um, and it's kind of a really neat behind the scenes look, uh, you know, kind of like really, you know, into Ken Block's life and getting to kind of hear some of his background and how he got started and, uh, Actually, so one of the things I found interesting was uh, how old do you think Ken Block is? 36. Mid-40s. He's turning 50 this year. Damn. Oh, wow. Right. He's an old so mobile. That, yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Um, and, yeah, they go through, like, his interest and love of rally Dude, racing. Have you seen his, uh, his new truck, the, like, 70s F-150? They no. just got done. Actually, I they showed that in this show Dude, in the it's last episode. Killer! I love it. It is. It was built in Detroit too. Was it? Um, yep. I sent you actually a link. I think it's DetroitSpeed.com is the shop. Oh, I believe it. Um, yeah, I've heard of them. Yep. And uh, they showed a video there before it had like the engine and everything in it. So it was like just the base chassis and all of the panels are basic. So it's like a '70s truck, right? All of the panels are, they've made them custom aluminum. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a 70s truck. Yeah, but it's not anymore, right? It's like a fab no. chassis and fucking everything else, right? It's not, it's nothing, you, it's not what you would have bought, right? Oh, it's all tube frame crazy. The, yeah, that's what and I'm saying, right? Put, and then they just yeah. put some sheet metal on it, right? Which is, it's badass, but it, oh, I, I love it. I love those trucks. And they drive it around a little bit, and actually everybody on set and Ken Block make it sound like they like it better than the Hoonicorn, which is the uh, sixty-seven must or sixty-five Mustang. Oh yeah, they did. Yep. It probably it probably power. behaves completely differently too. Yeah, and let's face yeah. it, having a pickup truck doing all that looks more impressive than yeah, just right? like a Mustang. Yep. You're almost used to so, the Mustang. But. 
Yeah, so it's, it's just kind of neat because you get to hear kind of their background and some of their frustrations. Like, you know, there's certain Jim Connor videos um, that they reference, like, oh, this one was like amazing. It's like, how do we top that? And then they had, you know, they have difficulty topping, the, you know, each one, right? So it's just kind of interesting to go through their whole thought process. Also, those videos, you know, it makes it look like they got like 10 guys that went out there and like set up you know, cones and different things. There's a gigantic production. Crew oh yeah. And construction sure. no, crew. It's massive. It is huge. Um, and planned out, right? Like you see how many times oh, he's yeah. run it before. Like he's got a trail yeah. of practice runs. Although yep. hot take, I will say that in my personal opinion, I stopped actually caring after like four. Yeah, me too. Like three. Like, like, I get he does impressive feats, but I think the novelty of it just wore off fast, and then it's just a dude doing a donut around a tree, a donut around a post, a donut around a dog, a donut around <laughs> a man. Like, it's it's, it's kind of true. It's it's impressive feats, but like after a while, you're like, mm. so I don't know. I don't know if we're at peak Jim Kana. Yeah, I don't know either, but yeah, I guess then don't you know you don't have to watch it, you don't have to tune in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're on your own with that one, Tom. Let us know how it was. All right. It was good so far. All right. Have you watched A Faster Horse yet? Yep. That's a good one, too. I haven't watched that one. You haven't watched A Faster Horse? No. Pretty interesting because there's some places that you and I have walked by like daily where probably some crazy stuff's happening and we just had no idea. Mm, I believe that. Actually, you get that in the Jim Connor thing, too, when they uh, do the Detroit episode. Yeah, so. I saw that one. Mm, Mike and I probably yeah. drank there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you see Mercury Bar is kind of funny. Oh, yeah, because you know they were going to get the train station in there. Yep, exactly. I never have driven through the Russell, though. Mm. I haven't either. Just for, like, events, but never to fuck around and, you know, do donuts around shit. Yeah. Have you done <laughs> Eastern do Market? That. Eastern Market I have, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of space in Eastern Market. All right, so. It, it's all so got bought up on. now. <laughs> Yeah, let's. Yeah, what do we got now? Moving on. Uh, so, did did you have something? Anybody else have anything else? I, I think Sal had a topic. Yeah, yeah. I was blanking for a minute. Uh, <laughs> no, so I wanted to talk about just, and this is going to get way spacey out there, man. Um, just so Volkswagen apparently released a statement saying, or I think it was a statement, or is that one of the shows that um, this next generation of their combustion ignition, you know, conventional fossil fuel engines will be their last right um which i was like holy crap right so not only is that big news but it also says something about the industry that you know now one of the big dominoes doesn't believe there's a a future at least very long term right in in combustion engines right i think all of us expected it to take a little bit longer but saying their next generation that's pretty quick i mean we're talking about two three years out will be their last well, I think I think part of it's probably um, they see the writing on the wall, especially in Europe, right? You got to remember that Volkswagen's headquartered in Germany, right? Yeah. So they've got to see the writing on the wall of legislation um, eliminating ICE engines, at least in cities, right? Mm-hmm. Very soon, much sooner than expected. I mean, there's already some cities that are doing it. Hasn't London started talking about that? They, I think they did, but they said like 2040. Now, granted, see, yeah. it's going to take you 10 years to get all the cars replaced on the road. Right. Unless you just tell everyone, screw you, you need to get a new car. <laughs> and then, well, and they're, like, they're probably not going to say that, but still, um, 
it's going to take like they're working on their last update, right? Yeah. Which means it's not really going to show up if their cycle cycle times or any anything like forwards. It's not going to show up for like four or five years. No, probably like two or three. Well, maybe. but in any case, sorry, Tom, we're stepping over. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just going to say California actually just like passed legislation, I think, or I can't remember what the year was to implement it, but they're basically saying that like hybrids and, uh, well, not hybrids, but the like, ener- what's, what would you call the platform that's like the, the fusion energy where it can run on only electric? Plug-in, plug-in hybrid. Plug-in hybrid. Yeah. Plug-in hybrids. They're going to force the, yeah, they're going to force those to um, run in electric only mode, like in city. But then, like, if they're outside the city, then they can go back, fall back to the, the ice engine, the yeah. internal combustion engine. I would believe that. That's a pretty smart way of doing it, to be fair. And but- then also, too, I was just thinking about it. And, like, it's kind of interesting because Volkswagen doing this is going to kind of, like, you have the supercar makers. Like, pretty much all of them have some kind of hybrid car, right? And they're moving in that direction. Right. Um, or electric. Oh, yeah, but this isn't going to apply to their, like, high-end No, cars. no, no, but catch this. No, no, but catch this, though. So, but you have these these guys who are notoriously, like, like, they have this, like, ethical platform now because they're like, oh, we're using electric, you know, environmentally friendly platform. Right, because diesel doesn't whatever. work out. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> For performance cars. And then now you have Volkswagen and you're going to have all these other manufacturers like switching over to electric It's going to become like a social stigma. Like, Oh, you bought a, you bought a, uh, a Chevy and they still make internal combustion engines and mm. you're guilty by association. No, because you well, I, don't, a I don't know that I agree. There's not enough. Well, there's already car. Like there's already people in California. It's like, Oh, if you drive a F one fifty, it's like, yeah, I got all shit. What have you hauled? I'm not saying me. I'm talking in generalities. Right? <laughs> Yesterday, I got a fist General bump from someone who? at work because I said that me and all the soccer moms are going to be really thrilled at all the new. <laughs> hey, I hauled something today. Pickup. Oh, I was going to ask when the last time you hauled something was, Tom. Uh, today. What'd you haul? Uh, a set of uh, actually ramps that you use to put stuff in the back of your truck. Oh, nice. I mean, They're a Christmas present, and I went to go. I picked them up. Did nice. you buy them for your dad? Actually, sometimes he listens to this, so we probably shouldn't say. I was going to say. <laughs> well, now he knows. Um, I may have to beep that out. But, um, but yeah. So, but I, and I agree, but I think it's just interesting. I mean, even so, looking at it, right? So you're talking about, because I, I haven't, well, I don't know. I, assuming, let's assume that they came out with a new engine this year, right? So then that would say that their next generation um, would be in, yeah, like call it five years for but the, a generation. Yeah, yeah, right. But right? A, a generation's good for 10 years, 15 years. Not in today's market, I don't think. I don't think that you could have a 10-year-old engine today in cars and sell it the same volume as you would as a car that has like today's type. Just, just think about like all the downsizing and turbo. Would anyone buy like a, a 2.8? Or like a three point oh. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that they're not going to update it, but it's just their last like development. But updating it only gets you so far, right? right? But that's kind of what they're saying, right? It's like, yeah, okay, we're we're done putting money. We're not going to develop anything new, but we're going to limp this. We're going to limp this one along for however long. So I guess to my point, what if for whatever reason Bev doesn't pan out, right? Then then they're kind of fucked. The same way hydrogen fuel cells didn't pan out. Yeah, then they're kind of fucked. Um, the same way hybrids, to a certain extent, haven't panned out the way everyone thought they would. Right? I'm Wait, just waiting until would... we run out of lithium. Yeah. What's that? Why wouldn't 
aside from the lithium statement, because that'll go down, take us down a rabbit hole. But like, why wouldn't EVs pan out? Lithium. Uh, <sighs> battery, That's the only reason. The way the thing I could see is that if battery technology doesn't evolve fast enough then the trade-off won't be there. And then at some point, right? I'm not saying, but the problem is that like, I'm saying BV, BV might not pan out for like 2050. And if it's up until 20, let's say 75, where it's mainstream, you're mm. looking at 60 years of having an underdeveloped platform to try and what, sell. What is It'd your definition like to... of not pan out though? Say what? Like, like, what's your like? Uh, I'll call, I'll say majority. I'll even just go majority take rate from the population. Which fifty one percent of cars sold are electric. Fifty one percent of the cars on the road, right? Are electric a year. Okay. Oh, on the road, so on the road. Oh yeah, you, yeah. We're probably not looking to yeah at least right twenty fifty. So but like yeah, sorry, go on. Well, okay, so so if that's like, and that's just like a marketing thing. That's not like a platform failure per se. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. No, I mean, I, right? Yeah, and well, but and and I agree. Yeah. Oh no, no, no I don't know because those won't fail, but they might not be ever cheap enough that everyone can afford them. So effectively, they fail because they're not cheap. But enough. it's but it's going to have to right because you think about it right now right the current generation of cars on the road is what the the average life I know is eleven or twelve years I yeah. think maybe thirteen yeah but like. What do you think? People that are driving a shitty old car are driving like a '98, yeah. Right? But, but so let's which say, is only twenty years old. So way to call yourself out, Mike. Oh yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I will <laughs> readily admit that I'm driving a shitty old car, right? Yeah. So, um, electrics are going to be the same way, right? So, but but let's take that math all the way, right? Let's take it saying that, that was also very like '80s uh, teen romance movie. Let's take it all <laughs> yeah, the way. Yeah, that was yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's say someone today is looking for a new car, yep. right? That means that they won't buy another one, a new one, if you use the average, until 11 years from now. Yep. So what you're saying is you're betting on them having that in the next 11 years, a affordable, comparable battery electric option that is attractive no, if what, you no, miss what, that what window no. if you miss that window you're 22 years out yeah well okay yeah no no okay, no no no, 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 no. That's, not, that's true but but what in, it's not true well because the average age of the car on the road is 12 years old that's not the average amount of time that people like own their vehicles yeah true yeah true yeah but Agreed. okay but i'm talking about okay so 11 vehicles yeah but okay I would argue. Oh, did, I, did I just get no, one right? Nay, nay, just, nay, nay. I would argue that the people that can afford to switch cars faster than that have enough mm-hmm. resources where they will switch to electric. But there's that whole other half of the bell curve that doesn't do that, right? That yeah, but they're not going to have a choice. But if they're all gonna, the time but, they use car new cars. Yeah, but all their used cars. The next time they get another used car, which let's say you cut it in half in five years yeah five is probably uh i don't know but realistic realistic. even you're saying it in next whatever you're not going to have a ton of electrics on the used market in five years no no no, so you're saying you're looking at least 10 years before you have an available market of electric vehicles on the used market yeah probably for someone for the same buyer to buy probably so you're taking a a decade year bet on the fact that your engines can limp along 
right? But we already said they're not going to come out for probably four or five years, right? Yeah. If it's under development, right? So, but, but that's a, so now you're only on a six year stretch for that engine, right? You're on a six year for that engine, assuming that in ten years, for the people that want to buy a car for five thousand dollars, they'll be able to get a used electric for that price. So you're yeah, so we're calling out like sixteen, seventeen years from now. So realistically, like twenty thirty five. Yeah, so 16 years from now, I think would be like, I don't think you're going to get a reliable, cheap. You don't think, you you don't think. You think. That you, when, you don't think that when you're 50, 45, you're going to be able to find a decent used electric car that you, that you want to buy. For under like 20? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think so. What do you think, oh, Tom? I think so too. I think so. I, oh, we're, the first of all, I would just like to point out that the, Again, this is comes down to your definition of uh, failure for the electric platform. But like, you can get cars, electric cars, fully electric cars, right now for under twenty. So, I mean, in the used yeah, but, market, but how many? Lots. So there's, <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, so first of all, you have. Well, uh, that's a problem masses. too. If there's a lot, because that means that the demand's not there. The supply's there, but the demand's not there, and that's a change well, that's, in what people want. No, no, no. That's a proven. That's. I mean, there's there's two answers to that to explain that, right? But I mean, because the cars that I'm talking about are things like the Nissan Leaf, the Bolt, the uh, for, uh, Focus Electric. The, yeah, uh, yeah, but I'd even argue because those were the all Model Three. Yeah, but those are not like the volume on those is nowhere near. Like I bet you, you have ten times the amount of used F-150s come on the market as Bolts. Oh, for sure. I would agree. Well, and that, and yeah, that but home. you can't you can't compare something that you sold like three thousand of versus something you sold. But that's my point. Of, right? but, that's but my see, point. But see, that, so if yeah, there's that's only three thousand. That is the argument. Let's say the inflation goes up. It's you're not going to get five. It's not going to double every the, year. The argument is at what point does the the EV become the F one fifty? Yeah. Right. Oh well, it's well. First of all, right? Like, what's going to happen there is Ford is going to have to release a you know, electric F-150, which as you guys heard in my pre in the previous episodes, I think is completely viable and like probably pretty good. Um, then you have other companies like Rivian and different, you know, that are building electric truck platforms. Or I don't like so the like, look of theirs. I think it's ugly. It's based on a Ford. It's I think it's part. ugly. I know. I think it's ugly. But like, they did all think, the wrong think, things yes, for the wrong pieces. But, but how many? What do you mean how many? That's the issue, are they gonna right? Sell you? Rivian's probably only going to have, if they're lucky, I'd say they'd have 10,000 cars out in the next five years, if they're lucky. I'd say if they're lucky, for sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. Right? So then, can we argue, can, new body... can we argue how Tom thinks that, that electric pickup trucks are perpetual motion machines? Yeah, right. <laughs> what? No, yeah, it just basically... Uh, that's Tom's opinion of electric pickup trucks. Yes, just put as much oh, battery as you can. Weight does not matter. <laughs> just keep stacking batteries on batteries. And you know, it, go forever. It does matter. It's just, I'm saying the ratio, like you can go a lot higher <laughs> than what you guys are saying as far as like... Like you'll be yeah whatever anyway that's a different we already did this we're as a as a deja vu yeah um um but, but yeah no I think eventually there's a few things I think that'll happen that'll sway the numbers right like one I think that you will see in the next ten years that an electric pickup truck will be more economical to like 
I don't want to say this like straight up, but I want to, there's a, I feel like there's a 50% chance it could be cheaper. And I think there's a hundred percent chance that it'll be cheaper to maintain and operate, especially from a fleet perspective. So, you know, that's in the next 10 years. And that's the only thing it'll take to flip because companies don't care if it's gas or unless they have a special application or, you know, they're out in the Arctic or something and there's no charging stations or whatever, right? No infrastructure. I wouldn't so an electric I, pickup truck. Uh, they also care about it because it's typically more expensive to make. Uh, so then your margins are a lot uh, a lot slimmer. Well, yeah. <laughs> From a manufacturing perspective, yeah. but that's because primarily right now the cost of batteries are very high, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that has there, we're on the cusp of that potentially changing, you know, in not a whole lot of time. Which kind of comes back to the lithium problem yeah, that but, Mike pointed but, out too. But like that uh, may not be the medium. but the point I'm trying to make, I, I'm guessing at right, is is just looking at time frames, right? It was two years ago that Ford and GM were having not even, it was like a year ago that Ford and GM were having record profits and hiring yeah. like crazy and everyone's hurrah, the car market's back and look where we're at now. Probably, probably like three years ago. No, two years no, it ago. It wasn't that long ago. I think, I think it was oh. like, Oh yeah, I guess there were still were record profits. Yeah. yeah. Like two years ago, right. There were still yeah, record profits sure. and everything like that. Or even three, I'll give you three. I know for sure. Three, right. Possibly so, two things can change very fast. And for me, it's a big statement. I'm not arguing whether it's wrong, whether it's right. I'm just saying it's a big statement saying that basically telling the world we're done developing fuel fossil engines. Uh, yeah. I do, I do not disagree. Right. With it's there. a big statement. That is, is, it is, it is a big, um, from, from a big standard. car company, right? If yeah. like Lexus would have said that that's something else. Right? right. But well, okay. So let me ask you guys this then. What are the chances that this is less of a like mandate company mandate and more of a posturing thing that they could reverse at some point if they're like, Oh, this isn't working out guys. That's I mean, yeah, they might be able to handle it that way, but that's expensive. Like manufacturing facilities are expensive. So they're probably going to prove that they're building them though. They're probably, no, they're they're probably not building them. What they're probably going to do is, is convert, um, like existing facilities over to electric production. Right. Right. And that's expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. Because bad, like depending on what they're doing with batteries on what level of assembly or whatever, it's gotta be fucking clean and it's gotta be, yeah, yeah, it's got, it's almost a brand new facility. Right. And you're taking a building from, if it's anything like the States, a building from like the fucking fifties or sixties and revamping it. And even at that, right? I mean, it depends on, again, the level of build, right? So, like, we were talking the, the Volt or the Bolt. I can't remember which one. But one of the two is, like, 98% purchased parts from other third-party suppliers, right? So, they build the car, sure, but nothing in the car is GM. I think, like, the seats and, like, the trim maybe, right? No, it wouldn't even be the trim or the seats. It'd be, like, the frame, right, would be GM. And the rest of it was bought parts. So you know, even building it, right? Are we sure if Volkswagen's building it? You know, they, they could be building the vehicles, but everything else is bought. And that's why, like, before we started recording right at the top, we are talking about whether or not they have a competitive advantage, right? Volkswagen, um, by an early start of committing their development to EV. And I was saying that sometimes, but it depends a lot. No one knows their marketing because even the stuff they bring to market could just be 
fabricated from known things. Yeah, right? Right. So like Bosch makes motors. Maybe they're just buying four mm-hmm. motors from yeah, Bosch. And, and, there's, and there's no way to know their strategy without being on the inside, right? Well, I don't think that any of the car companies are going to be like getting into battery and energy manufacturing because if you think about it, like even like BP and like those, the actual energy companies we have today really aren't getting like gung ho into battery technology. Like they're touching, you know, areas of it and messing with it, but the real like battery people, right, are Panasonic, um, maybe the Gigafactory someday. Um, Who's the other uh, Japanese one? Um, well, then you also have A123 Systems that here, right? So, I mean... LG, I which think, I, still makes some. Yeah. Um, but it, Samsung. But I mean, no, nobody wants... Yeah, nobody, I don't. I would not buy a car with Samsung batteries. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't... Tom, you wouldn't know. That's the thing. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine a Ford with Samsung batteries? Tom oh, just, man. Oh, it'd be worse I, than a Firestone Tom recall in the nineties to the other side of the street for that thing. I would too, just out of personal <laughs> safety. Oh man, that'd be bad news bears right there. You'd be parked man. and you'd go around it. Yeah, yeah well, actually, I wouldn't I think, park. Like, well, I'm surprised you didn't. Isn't te- Tesla was at one point panned out to be a big uh, provider of batteries, right? With the Gigafactory, they were supposed yeah, to start supposed selling to be, their yeah. batteries. That well, they are. They're like that was the Gigafactory is a manufacturing plant for yeah batteries but i mean it's it's kind of part of elon musk so elon musk like his strategy was like he's like we need it's all based around sustainability um and he basically like spacex is his exit strategy to get off the planet if sustainability doesn't work right so um you living in mars so yeah yep Uh, he wants to go he wants to die there but anyway um yeah like the you know there's the solar the solar city company there's the gigafactory and then there's tesla and they're all based around electric energy so it makes gigafactory makes a lot more sense in elon musk's world than it actually does in like gm's like if gm was to go and buy you know like like gm should just buy the batteries and not manage the uh like a plant it's like really separate companies and even for tesla and elon musk those are all separate entities the only connection between all of them is him but it relies a lot on you wanting to risk your pocketbook on someone else's processes right um right so i mean like as an example right all the the dual clutch and i don't know everyone's right but i know like porsche and ford buy their dual clutch from the same person right porsche is lauded because they probably bought like ooh, this is a mid to top shelf dual clutches and ford went to the bargain bin and said i'm gonna put these in my focuses um and, and then you had yeah, that disaster, like a 12 right? year old design when you start point, with it that transmission made by a third party company ruined that car it's true right so you're putting a lot of faith in it so i don't disagree with you at all i think that i don't i would be very doubtful that any of the big manufacturers would start delving into making their own batteries right um but there are certain things around it, right? That whether you're going to manufacture them or not, right? Are people going to start making their own motors, right? Their brushless motors, that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Which right now, I would say, especially in the short term, no. But as it matures, right? Similar to, I'm sure, I wouldn't know. I might have to ask a resident old car historian. I'm sure, like <laughs> back in the infant days of car companies, there would be small startup companies that would buy like an LS powertrain and put it into their car right like i'm sure like does it like does anyone does the delorean have its own powertrain 
No. No. I can't remember who. No, made I don't it, remember yeah. what they had. It might be like a Honda powertrain or something, right? Like that type of stuff where it's it starts out like that for a lot of the companies, right? And it becomes whether they mature at it. So it, it in going back, wrapping back around about the competitive advantage, I think if Volkswagen dedicates development of the electric systems, then potentially, yeah. But I also don't think they've necessarily done more than anyone else to this point. It's just the entry level to market and where they want to position themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's in any case, I think it's a it's a bold statement that says a lot about kind of where we're at, and not only where we're at with the EV cycle, but also where we're at from a social media standpoint, or not even social media, but publicity, where you know Volkswagen will scream from the mountaintops, "The engine is dead." right yeah that's true where like i don't think 10 years ago a car company would have said anything like that it would have been a much more protective brother now it's who can make the biggest splash um out there right so it'd be interesting to see what volkswagen stock did today oh yeah i haven't looked or well whenever it came out i can't remember it came out a couple days ago to see what their stock did after that i'd imagine it went up yes yeah likely Uh, i don't know do we want to play do we want to place bets is that well, no, can you look up the the trend for the last few days? Yep, I got a five day chart right in front What's of me. It like? What is it? It probably goes up. <clears throat> okay, so I'd say it drops, then maybe recovers. Let's talk about oh, bold, December third. <laughs> that's a bold prediction. There it goes down a bit, then it it's goes like, up. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so December third, we'll say. Yeah. Looks like looks like the last time it was like. Is that kinda, when the news came out? I'm not sure when. If you want to look up when the news came out, I'm not sure when the news came out. Uh, or actually, no, I don't see it. Um, but it was up to like one seventeen thirty seven was like the high was, the, on the December third. It was on the December fourth morning in the state, so it happened probably December third. Okay. Okay. So, so what happened yeah, after so, hours? So it went. Um, so November. Okay, sorry. So November thirtieth, it was seventeen dollars. Went up to seventeen thirty-seven was the highest, and it is now at sixteen fifty-four. Oh, so it just dropped. Yeah, but when, yeah. when was when was the though. peak? Not a lot. The peak was on end of day December third. Yeah. So yeah. It, so but when, the announcement happened after the after well, market closed. Well, it was in the papers <clears throat> on the Monday morning, the fourth. But Europe time, that would have been... Yeah, yeah but that's, the that's what I'm saying. It, it would, yeah, they would have yeah, announced yeah. it after the close. Unless they, unless they, they announced, announced it in the morning before. and it just didn't make the news cycles here until... It was at 4 p.m. on Monday, December 3rd. Yeah, it was, so it was, it was, okay. market, it was market close. Market and, then, close. Yeah. Okay. and then the next morning, it dropped like So it dropped. So, Aha, I told so you. It actually, dropped and then it recovered. So actually... <laughs> Over a dollar, it dropped. Well, you may over be right here. It proves my point that I said it's a really bold strategy that is kind of like you're taking a big bet because the market yeah, said for sure that's six percent, right? Times. That was that's... that was the stock market oof, right? Just like six mm. percent drop in one day. I told you. You said it would go down and then go back up. Yeah, it well, did. It that's like saying if I dump water on my head, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to get wet. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but I'm fairly certain. Well. The low was sixteen thirteen on the sixth, yeah. and then this morning, and it closed at uh, you know forty cents up from there. So, it's it's recovering slowly. Mm-hmm. Bam! Just like the sun goes up in the morning, the stock market will go <laughs> down right. enough. All right, we we better let our <laughs> listeners go before we get off on too many tangents here. Oh yeah, true that. 
Um, yeah, so on a side note, me and Mike are starting a finance show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's called Detroit Talks. We're going to have our lawyer as a guest next week. His name's Mark Armitage. <laughs> I don't know who that is. But... Oh, you'll meet him. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. Do you guys have anything else? What's that podcast about? You didn't describe it. I Now I'm, I'm peaked. Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll was... tell you. We'll tell you in the first episode. Oh, I, I was just intro. making it up. Any new any new podcast is news to me. I haven't. That, that definitely. I didn't know there was. One. That sounds like a 10 a.m. PBS special, by the way. <laughs> like a <laughs> local, local access news. Like, welcome to Detroit Talks, and there's like an old 80s background cut out of the skyline. <laughs> Mike's wearing a baggy be, suit. That would be a great show. I would watch that show. <laughs> we should do that. That'd be amazing. I'd watch that show. With the, like all of that, but in 4K. Imagine that. Yeah, right. And then like when it shows up with your name, it has a little zigzaggy graphic behind it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like so, that stuff would not have made the air if it was in 4K back then. So, so keep an eye out for that. And thanks for listening. And please subscribe and like and share and comment and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, check us out at anchor.fm slash carsunfiltered. And also, I just wanted to say that uh, I've been really off on the Instagrams lately, but I'm going to really try to up that pace Fuck here yeah. pretty soon. Marge, why don't you uh, post a picture of uh, that their truck that we took on that their road trip that we didn't get very far on? Yeah, that their that their road trip. Yeah, actually, yeah, I don't think I did post I that so. that one that I sent you. Yeah. So I'll do that right. Actually, at a peak time tomorrow because it, it matters when you post. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, thanks for listening and tune in next week. We'll be talking about more industry and weird things. And there's a chance, Mike, there's a chance that I might get the exhaust manifold replaced on the 85. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. Also, may- maybe next week you can try and convince me that McLaren is an a important company or a, <laughs> a popular company. So that might be coming next week. I don't know. Time's been Actually, that would... That'd be interesting because um, somebody was talking. Oh, the Hoovy's Garage guy mm-hmm. it just bought a McLaren, and he actually like tri- made a point of why he didn't buy something else other than a McLaren. Ooh, so that's good. that's a good topic. Good. I thought yeah, they announced a new like PQ five nine eight five C. So that's a re- oh that's man, a it's gonna be like me trying to explain the BMW trim levels again. Oof, that's rough. It's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And good night. See you next time.